Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. The popcorn can't be beat. The dandy. You are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. Brian is back from the Black Dahlia murder. Captain Sarah Gabriel Warrior. This is Anthony Michael Hall. This is Dave. And this is Brett from Revocation. Hey, this is Larissa from Venom Visit. Sarah from Suffocation. Podcast. Join your host, Corey Gorkrist and Dr. Vincent West for exclusive interviews with the sickest bands in metal and more. Head over to cultofphantasm.com, the only gravesite for all things horror and death metal. No filler, all killer. Now, please welcome our guest of honor. This is Dr. Vincent West with the Phantasm Podcast. You probably hear Holland Oats in the background. It's because I love Holland Oats. No, I'm kidding. Because it's on at the venue, and I'm here with the Kennedy Vale, and I'm very excited to have them on today. They're on tour with Decrepit Birth, crossing through the United States, destroying towns, and we're going to get into some cool stuff today. We're going to talk about the Imperium record. No, it's old. We're going to talk about that, because I love that record, and they were nice enough to talk about it with me. And we're going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff today. So I'm going to go through with... And here we go. So, guys, how are we doing? Good. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Very exciting. What's up, man? I'm good. Thank you guys for doing this. It's fucking exciting. And uh, so how's the tour going so far? Uh, It was off to a rocky start. Uh, We played the first show in Sacramento and then got 100 miles into our first drive, and the head gasket on our van blew up. Oh, shit. So we got the van towed back to our house, and then... Took about two days just calling rental places, trying to find a cargo van or a truck or something that we could tow with. And then, so we ended up missing the California Death Fest and then barely made it to San Diego on time with like an hour before we had to play. Is that the one? Did that just happen, that California Death Fest? Yeah, yeah, it was just the last week. Week. yeah. Oh, okay. I think Lee from Monstrosity just told me I think they played it. Is that Does that yeah, sound yeah, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Which drives me insane because they didn't do a US tour, but that's okay. Thank you, Lee. But anyway, that sucks. Did you guys got it fit, got it wrapped up? Yeah, we got it all figured out now. Um, as far as the tour goes, we rented a truck and we're towing the trailer with all of our gear and the crepe brisk gear, and the show must go on. Well, I'm glad you guys are on the road now. We're doing it. And you guys have a new single out. Can we talk about that? Yeah, Conquering the Accurus. We put it out then. Uh, July 19th, I think. And it's our, our first track with Darren on vocals. Yeah. Awesome. And it's killer. I mean, it's, uh, I think it's definitely 
a mixture of both worlds, I guess, from the first album to this one, you know, from Trinity. I consider Trinity our first album. So. Trinity Imperium, it's kind of it's heavier than stuff on Imperium, you know, it's a little more brutal. It's a great track. I yeah, put it on the page. I, I'm really, really awesome. happy with it. I mean, happy with everything. It's kind of weird how you recorded it. You did it in so many different places. Yeah. Uh, we did guitar at one place in Sacramento. I did drums in Sacramento. Bass, we had Andrew Cam from Inferi in Denver. Did the bass track. Nice. Uh, Francesco from Flesh God did the, uh, the orchestra track. It's huh. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. And vocals were done in Philly. It's kind of... A lot of different places for one song. And then Matt from Decrepit Birth mixed and mastered the whole thing. Yes. Funny story, I've only interviewed those guys once. Yeah. And it was... That was when we were on tour with him, wasn't it? Yeah, and what's funny, he actually didn't finish the interview because he was <laughs> running sound for you. Oh. And then, it's another, that's a long story. But anyway, yeah, it was cool. But that's awesome. Now, did you, is it just the one track you guys have done so far? Or? Yeah, so far. I mean, we wanted to... We knew about this tour coming up, and we have about, I mean, songs that I... You know, I, I say we got three or four songs probably sitting at home. Um, they aren't finished. We have some vocal ideas and stuff like that, but I think we're kind of deciding what it is what we want to do with them. Do we want to release another single and just do that again? Or you know, um, we're no longer with Unique Leaders, so I guess that's yeah. yeah. That so we sorry about that. That's, well, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, um, yeah, we're no longer with Unique, so we wanted to kind of be on our own timetable when we want to release stuff and how we want to do stuff and we wanted to get a song out before this tour to have something to promote and it's had a great response so far and all the reviews on the song have been stellar you know what I mean so so far so good and, um, it seems really to come across live really well too people seem to enjoy it live yeah my dream for you guys like in a studio is to record with Eric Rutan. That would be oh, yeah. I know a lot of people keep going other places. I just I fucking he's to me he's the modern Scott Burns to me. I fucking love his shit. And it sells records to me. I'm like this I mean even it could be the biggest turd in the world and I'm like, oh he produced on like, I'm buying it. No, I I mean we're massive fans internal things obviously. Oh, anybody that hears yeah. at least Trinity <laughs> can tell that we're pretty massively paid to my fans. But no, I'm excited. Y'all got the new track. It's fucking awesome. Whatever you end up doing, yeah. can't we'll wait. Probably to start it out. shopping around for labels. You know, but, you know, right now we just felt like it was best to get the song out. You know, showcase this obviously format of the band. You know, wanted to get his voice out there and. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, for myself, I wasn't really happy with the way the guitar tone of Imperium turned out. You know, I wanted to get something out there that was going to fucking thump and kind of hit you in the chest. And I think Conquering does that. You know, I think even the snare tones, all of it, I mean, it's a good representation of, of us that I don't think we've sonically have done with anything yet. So That's exciting. I mean, going for me at least, you know, other people may think differently, but I think for us, like, just the vocals came out great, the background stuff came out great, and like, it, it's nice to see the hard work pay off and hear the song turn out, and, you know, awesome. people enjoy it, so. Do you like the way it came out, the... Like the way what came out? The single? Yeah, pretty cool. It's, I mean, I was, I thought it was awesome, I was listening to stuff, you know, pulled it up on YouTube, and I was yeah. like, fuck, this is fucking ridiculous, so. Yeah. Tour going good? Digging the... Yeah, it's going cool. What's I the, like it. What's the song about, dude? 
The song is about uh, one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. It's about uh, the guy that comes out with a sword and fucking kills everybody. <laughs> the best one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you hear in the song the blinding white. And uh, if for some reason you think that the horse is any other color than white, you can read any of the lyrics ever posted. And uh, I guess you'll never know what the song is about. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, the original plan that Gabe and I kind of had earlier this year was uh, what we wanted to do was release a four song EP. And it was going to be basically like every song about the one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. That would be cool. Yeah, it's something like kind of cool. It's something I haven't really seen done. And Gabe kind of thought of the idea, and we found some art to go along with it. And <laughs> we found some art as well. But yeah. Now, are you planning on if you if you do another record, are you plan on using the same artist from the last one? Or maybe do something completely different. You know, we would like to do something completely different. I think. I mean, we 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 know what we want it to be. We know what we want our imagery to look like. You know. It's just a matter of conquering that, I guess. You know, it's a matter of conquering the purpose. Yes. Uh, it's a matter of just, you know, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of things I could go into about it during you know, I wish it could have turned out better. As as I think it's a killer record, man. Well, I, I, mean, the, the, I mean, to me, the songs stand out, but sonically... You, know, you wanted more out of it. it. I thought it was a great album before I joined the band. I just had yeah. to say that. I mean, we did. I mean, we, we got really good reviews on it. You know what I mean? I mean, compared to like when we were younger with Trinity, you know, like um, that record's nasty too. Yeah, I, I, you know, it was nice to see that. I like the artwork it. better on Trinity. I th- as a fan, I think. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, I mean, to this day, I mean, most people when they come to our table and they go to buy a CD, the first thing they go to is Trinity. If we have it out. Great album cover. Shout out to Ken Seraphim for that one. Yeah. Good old Ken. When the last Suffocation record came out, I, I told Terrence, I was like, I'm trying to rip with Kennedy Bale, dudes. Artwork right now. He's like, hey man, dude. I was breaking his balls. Yes, Terrence. Anyway, but yeah. It's fun, man. It's but I, I like because the, the first one I heard, and I'm, I'm like this with records, I guess it's stupid, but like if that's the first record that I hear, because he and I were talking about DSI the other day, Legion was the first album that I heard, so I, that's, I fucking love that goddamn record. I just do. Like, is it their best record? I don't know. Maybe it is, but I, I love that record, you know? I always go once upon a cross. Yeah. Darren's going to the back. Okay. I don't know if I'll be back. Okay. They should come back. Yeah. Uh, once upon a cross is a that's my co-host fact. loves that yeah, fucking album I love it's so good you know I never knew until, just side note on that until we had Steve on and I never knew he wrote even back with the brothers was I didn't know all that it's insane that stuff's so good too their new album's pretty cool too I really yeah, liked it I thought it. the new one was for me personally I thought it was better than most of their last recent it's good the artwork's crazy yeah. too like it was really yeah it's killer um but no, Imperium's the first thing I heard, so I'm kind of stuck yeah. on that, not to yeah. bother no, y'all I mean, with that I, one. But. I, mean, I, I love Imperium. The whole writing process, I think, for Gabe and I, it was like a, a big step forward for us as songwriters. You know, like us trying some different stuff, and it was nice to see that. Um, and most of the views that I saw, everyone was pretty, you know, stoked that we kind of went that way with it. You know? um, I, I want to be comfortable standing there playing what I'm playing, and I want to have fun. You know, I don't want to sit there and stare at a fucking fretboard. You, know? <laughs> right. you know what I mean? That's like, understandable. I get that. I don't want to write music just for musicians. 
want to write something with a little more balls. Oh, totally, totally. And I think it has a lot more weight than Trinity. But I think looking back on it now, too, it's it's kind of interesting. Like, you know, like when, last year when we were on tour in Canada, like having kids come up to you and they talk to you about Trinity, and when you see it from another side, it's kind of like how you probably have people like Metallica or talk to you when somebody talks to Master Puppets. Sure. Right, you know, right. And, you know, and realizing maybe with this one, we want to, like, combine the two worlds a little bit more. We'll see yeah, what that makes sense. I mean, we write, and that's just, it, whatever happens kind of happens. We, it's awesome. You know, and, like, we just want to improve the songwriters, and what comes out, comes out. It's always going to be our best. Well, let me ask you this, because I'm dying to know this as a fan. You want to talk a bit about the inception of the band for me, like, how it came about? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of... Um... Well, we were both in different bands in Sacramento at the time. Mine was a shitty one. (laughs) (laughs) Both our bands kind of split up at the same time, and then we got together. Casey and our original vocalist, Cody Walker, kind of had the idea for the Kennedy Vale, which the line came from some documentary. It was was something with my grandmother. She was like... She had some document or something. It was like, nothing's darker than a Kennedy's Vale. It's cool. And I love the saying of it. Not... You know, not knowing that there would be fucking black bell brides, bell of my sure. You know, I don't. Know, I never think of those bands. Well, I, I know, but I'm. But no, to you all, it's probably just you. But when we first started like, off, you have to know that you know, <laughs> we got so much shit. We, we still get oh, people railing up God. all the time. Oh, I never we checked out your band because I thought bail. it was deathcore. Like, yeah, we literally got based off the name alone. Yeah, we used to get the. We got a video sent to us like when we first started off. These three assholes sitting on the sofa, like making fun of our name. An album Are you serious? Out. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was like... What, on um, YouTube or something? Yeah, yeah it's still And the album wasn't even out yet. They were reviewing the album. But do they still do stuff? No, I don't think they I'll do. say Dr. West will find you. Yeah. <laughs> no, <but I> mean, <laughs> they don't. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I kind of had, like, when my you know, local band that we were in broke up, I knew what I wanted to do. You know, right. I, I kind of had one of those experiences where it was like, you learn what to do and what not to do. And right. I know what you want. I remember seeing Gabe, like, uh, we had our two bands that played a, a show together, and uh, I thought he was an amazing drummer. So I just. 17 at the time. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, when I saw you play. But, um, and just hit him up, you know, and it just it's clicked ever There was. It's the longest relationship I've ever had. What year was that? Like, 2011. Well, we, this year, I think, is officially 10 Or 2009. That we've been awesome. Music That's fucking cool. So, yeah. But, like, my tryout, if you want to call it I that, just, we just got together and, like, he had a couple of riffs and we basically wrote, what, two songs that day? Yeah. I mean, Atrophy and Atrophy last, last Act. Last Act. Or, 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 I had a couple of riffs just sitting around and that's kind of how it started. I mean, that's how it's kind of always been. I mean, like, I don't think the formula for us has changed, you know, other than I think our songwriting ability is, you know, you can definitely hear with Trinity and stuff like that, like, you know, it's like a, when a dude first learns to fuck or something, it's just like I'm all in on it or something, you know? Like, you could hear it on the record, I mean, like, it just, you, we have like 20 riffs, and we're like, well, we can get 20 fucking riffs, and, and 
Yeah, not not many transitions. <laughs> Nothing really. What's a transition? Kind of eased into the other riffs. It was just like a riff salad, just everything going right into everything else. Awesome. And it's not. So I think dog, that's something yeah. we got better at. Even on Trinity, it was kind of jumbled like that. No real transitions between things. But I think Imperium has a more natural flow than Trinity did. The songs, I guess. I'll, I mean, so, well, I mean, like more even, cohesive. I mean, even you know, just I, I just think our our working relationship with each other, like as far as you know, understand what we both want to do a little bit. You right. Know I mean, like Gabe wanting to write some stuff out a little bit. You know, I remember the big album for us at the time when Imperium was being worked on written was Origin song. One we love to pay eight. Entity. No, is it Entity? It is Entity. We love that record. They fucking great. that record. They refused to play any of the shit off the Oh, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I love that record. I fucking... And it was inspirational to me because it was like, when we were writing that record, you know, to hear them write a riff out for fucking ten measures, we never thought of doing stuff like that. As stupid as it sounds, you know? And it kind of was more of Gabe at the time that was kind of like, okay, what if I do, like, what if you just do that and I'll change what I'm doing? Right. And now we'll give it a different feel. Just stuff like that we never thought of. We always thought a change had to change with a riff. You know, you learn that as you go. Sure. Like, even stuff we're learning now, like, I mean, if you look at, like, Conquering the Incurse, like, the guitar stuff is, there's not a lot going on, but there's a lot going on in the drum. Sure. You know, and the pace of it's built with everything put together. You know, the vocals are kind of doing its own thing. You kind of learn to structure that stuff over time. You know, kind of develop your sound. The public eye. You know, developing the public eye. Gotcha. And then, so Darren's new. Yes. And yeah. then the bass player, is he new as is well? Sam. He snuck up on me there. What's up, Sam? Not too much. Just getting food with the guys from Animus. Nice, nice. You know, we got Sam bit. here. He but yeah. in a band called uh, Odious Construct from Sacramento. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, awesome. Well, Amazing. greetings. But yeah, it's <laughs> no, it's no, it's cool. I didn't know you were there. But no, it's. Uh, I think. So I bought Imperium first, and then I was like, "This is really fucking cool." And then I went and got. And I can't find the, the the one from 2011. I can't find. Well, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we we didn't really have these. Uh, we're pretty low on CDs, but I think we might have one or two Trinities left here. Nice. Get that from you, but that'd be awesome. But I, yeah, I, it's it's weird because like I think when we first started doing the podcast, like um, I was really into Condemned, like so I had when. I just I like that. So there's different stuff from California that I was always interested in Crappy Birth, obviously. But like for me being older, like because and, and not to get into like a thing about this, but like Deathcore, I was just like, oh, like I just can't like where my parents are from, like Whitechapel, from I'm like, like you know, I just it's not my thing. You know, I grew up in Florida and I was listening to more Angel and DSI and Malevolent Creation and you know all that shit, and uh, that was what I was into. But I was also into like fucking black metal too. So it's like yeah, you know, so it's. But it's, for me, I think what you guys are doing is so important because I don't, as an older fan, I don't see that. I'm having to find it. So when I find it, I'm like, I'm getting them on. I want to fucking let people know who these motherfuckers are because it's like, you know, me flying the flag for the shit. I want it out there. Because I, 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 
and there's nothing against people can like whatever they want, but to me, it's like when it's getting convoluted and it's getting watered down. Then you know, like my favorite record that came out last year was that Monstrosity record. I fucking love that damn thing. Like anything that Lee does, I fucking love. It. You know, I just in bands that keep doing the stuff. So occasionally, thank God they're still doing stuff. You know, and, and some of the other bands, I'm not gonna say they are, but like that are still putting stuff that are old. They've kind of changed their thing and stuff like that. And I'm just not really interested in that anymore. But you know, whatever they're making money, it's fine. But uh, thank you for. Making fucking death metal, it's fucking yeah. cool. Because I just, I wish more people were in a tune with that. And the first yeah. time I saw you too, I was like, "This is fucking killing you." Amazing drummer and shreds, you know, all this stuff's good. And it's, it's, I think that's important. And I think, uh, especially for younger fans, it's like they get introduced to that, you know, because anybody's these other bands, some of them don't even tour anymore. You know, when I mean, they do, they play like one festival thing. Or, well, know, I think the big thing for us, or even for myself, I guess, as a guitar player, that I. I think I hate that I see that I, it's stuff I love about math when I mean that from the critical world. Yeah. Even people like Paul, you know what I mean? Like his going up there and having the music sound pissed and not having it sound so like Plain. exercise. You know? <laughs> I don't want to decide, you know. And that's not to say like guys that play technical are bad or anything, you know. I I'm never that guy to shit on that stuff. I think there's a way to do it and sound like there's heart in it. But, you know, I I want our music to fucking make people want to fight and move. And style, <laughs> right. I, I don't, I'm not really concerned about people washing my hands. I'm concerned about the thumping them in the chest. This, like, what Origin did to me when I was a kid, what Hate Eternal did to me when I was a kid. I, to this day, you know, I still have vivid memories of, like, when I first saw Origin live, getting into death metal, and it just was, you know, it was what the fuck, the riffs were fucking cool and they're catchy and you know wanting to be a part of something like that so hopefully we're doing our part in that and there's some that think we are and there's some that think we're not oh I think you are I, like I said we, we just tried to do our thing and that's all that really matters you know, at the end of the day so if Gabe and I like it then it's going to be possible cool, what's the scene like there in, in where you're from in Sacramento what's that like I, um, yeah, I think it's going great personally I think I, not to up Gabe, but I, hands down, like, it might sound gawky, but I hands down think we've got the best fucking scene. That's right. I mean, hell, I mean, it's the most diverse. I mean, if you want to go from rock bands to fucking bands like Flood, you got Odious Construct coming up, you got fucking Alter Beast and doing well. I saw those cats uh, once, they were really good. Uh, to me, just even that handful that I said. I didn't know they were from there, actually. That's... I mean, just that handful alone, that's more than most scenes are putting out. And, <laughs> yeah. And, the, you know, and the thing that's kind of cool is, like, we have, like, our own community a little bit there. The only other place I've ever seen that is Denver. Yeah, Denver's pretty tight. Denver's pretty tight. So, you know, like, we, you know, we practice in the same room as always. That's so, awesome. <laughs> we're all friends, you know what I mean? Like, everybody goes out to each other's shows, like, girlfriends know each other's girlfriends. That's awesome. Stuff like that is cool, you know. What I mean? Like a family thing. Yeah, it's cool. It's a family vibe, and I think it helps too that our bands don't all play there at the same time. Like we're on tour, or they're on tour, or all right? Is on tour, and the club is something. I just see people doing stuff, and to me, that's what makes it probably the best scene in the country. I'm just glad that the stuff's surviving, man. It's like, man, like I just. You know, when I got into it, because my, my whole meaning for ever getting into death metal was because I was, 
and it, and, it, and I'm not. I mean, I am trashing it, but I'm not. It's like I was fucking sick of thrash stuff. It was stupid because like all these like jock assholes that picked on me and everybody was into this shit. And I was like, I'm not into this anymore. It's fucking stupid. And the stuff that I did like, they didn't know what the fuck it was. Like I still love Nuclear Assault. I still love Sacred Reich. I still love Flotsam and Jetsam. I still love Overkill. I still love. But some of the more flashier stuff, I just nah, fuck that. Dark Angel, love them. You know that kind of. And it's. But the other stuff, it was just kind of like, I'm not interested in this anymore. And it's just too cock rocky. You're like fucking poison. I just, you made fun of all that stuff, but then you're, you're acting like that stuff, you know? Like, so death metal was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, it was like the breath of fresh air that I wanted. So growing up, and then you watch, you know, because grunge comes, all that other stuff. And I was, you know, and you watch all this stuff phases through. I'm just glad it survived. I mean, honestly, it's, I'm glad I'm able to have a fucking podcast about fucking death metal. I mean, if I could have told myself that at 15, I'd be like, that's fucking awesome, you know? Because it's like, I fucking love it. That's, you know, that's the first death metal record I ever bought was fucking Eating Back to Life, and I fucking still love that goddamn thing. Like, I, you know, <clears throat> second was the uh, effigy, you know? So it's like, there you go. And I was like, I was done. I was like, took all my stuff to the UCD stores. Like, you can have all this stuff. I don't want fucking want it anymore, you know? But yeah, I'm, I'm ready, you know? But, um, so we're going to dive into Imperium if that's okay. Thank you guys for doing that. Cause I'm such a nerd into that record. Do a track by track with you. Be fun. Yeah. Fun stuff. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Vincent West from the Phantasm podcast. I want to tell you about an all new creation, uh, that comes from somewhere unknown. I'm going to tell you all about Godless Heathens. Coming soon, you're going to be able to listen to this podcast of complete insanity with myself and my now uh, partner in crime, Porno Coaching. And you suck. Godless Heathens is going to be coming soon, streaming everywhere that you can find Phantasm. Literally bring terror and creation to all mankind. Thank you so much. Continue shopping, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. This is Dr. Vincent West. Imperium, track by track, with the Kennedy Veil. So, uh, God Slaughter. Who wants to take God Slaughter? God Slaughter. <laughs> talk about your drums, talk about anything, any guitars, anything you want to talk about. It. Anything fun. Uh, I can say God Slaughter. Gabe and I were wanting to do something that would be like an opener type of thing. You know, we didn't really have something like that on Trinity. Trinity, is just Trinity was goes. just, yeah. Pedal to the metal the whole time, just go. Um, this one, I remember hearing, I went to a drum clinic, and it was Mike Johnston and Matt Halpern, and one of them was talking about how, they were talking about building a drum solo, but they were talking about how, you know, when you start a car, you're not starting in fifth gear, you start in first gear, and then slowly go up faster in second, third gear, and then up to fifth, and then come back down. So I kind of wanted to incorporate that into the songs as well, kind of have the songs build and sure. like introduce parts better and have a climax in the song and then kind of bring it back down towards the end, which I think we really did well with conquering the new song, but oh yeah, I think a lot of the songs on Imperium, I think we thought out parts a little more in depth than we did on the previous record on Trinity. Well, like, God Slaughter is probably one of the early songs that we started working on. Okay. I mean, we'll get to the, the one that's the first one that we actually started working on. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, well, technically, we had that for a while. 
extinction. Oh, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, like even hearing like the first versions of Godslaughter, you know, compared to where it is now, like how we originally played the beginning when we kind of like let's make it dope. So I don't really know what else to say, but I mean, as far as lyrics go, I mean, it sucks not having Monty here. Monty can probably explain it a little bit. That's cool. We're just as far fun. as the song, the song is meant to be a fucking meathead. Yeah, it's like, a like the opening line, "Reclaim Death." <laughs> point, it's meant to be yeah, it was death meant to be metal. cocky. It was meant to be like "Reclaim Death," like "Reclaiming Death." Like I love coming it. out fucking swinging and you know, Good. trying something different. And you did. Uh, Legacy left track two. Oh, Legacy was yeah. Legacy was our first like attempt. I think at like. Starting a song kind of different. Even now, playing that song live, we play that second set. And just starting off with chords, you know, it's our, I think it's like one of our first attempts at going full on, like adding the black metal elements that we love. You know, a lot of the bands that I can't even name. There's some black metal at me, Gabe. Uh, like Dervig, <laughs> Eifrihite, a lot from Germany. I'm gonna have to try. I've never heard of them. Yeah, they're great. Uh, Shrine from Iceland is great. Ulcerate. I've heard of them. Uh, they're not black metal, but not that bad. I've heard. Yeah, yeah, but they sound like fucking Erosis on crack. They do. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I mean. But it was, I guess my point is, it was kind of our attempt at going, no, what if we just take a chord and do this and then do that? And, you know, and then what if we had like this, over it. yeah, what if we had like this technical riff, you know what I mean? Like, technical riff. It's always it's fucking cool. Loosely, but like, no, it's, you know, it, it, I think it's, just, um, it, it's one of the later songs that was created for the album, but... Even to this day, you know, like even the middle part, it was something like, not the, yeah, like the bridge part of it. It was something we had never done before, just letting something fucking breathe, you know, having to go down, 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 down. and having it go into a meathead thing. You know, the only yeah. thing we had ever done that really with Trinity, right? Would be like, Optum might be the only song that we've ever done it, but like, you know, we were just grooving. A breakdown, more or less. Yeah, our right. version of a breakdown. Right. Alright, track three, Hunted to Extinction. First song we started working. Okay. And our longest song. And our longest. I think that was like the first time we broke it. It's like the longest four song. minutes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's the longest song we've ever written. Um, yeah, Hunted. It's kind of funny now. I mean, it's funny to see how, you know, like when you bring up the song. I remember when we first started writing here, like, the initial idea was that it was going to be kind of like, like we're talking about like the faceless thing where they had like, it was kind of two songs and one, like, the one song would be up to this part, and then, but it'd be one song, but kind of like, make it that's Holy War. Yeah. You know, Holy Wars is really two songs. Hitting you know? Punishment Due, yeah, you got yeah, that. Yeah, so Punishment Due is the second half. So it was kind of like that idea, and then... You know, it was our, our first attempt at like really trying to write something epic. You know, I mean, like something. I love it. I think it felt a little bit uncomfortable to us. You know, like doing a chord like that does sound too melodic. And, sure. Because you know, it's definitely more the most melodic out of all of the songs. But when 
go to play live, it's tried and true. Fuck like, yeah. People can mouth it. Yeah. Right. A lot of people are always wanting to hear that one and saying that's their favorite song. I like that one. I think it'll Yeah, I mean, that's, it's a great song. It's like one of my happier songs ever. Track four, Draconian. <laughs> Draconian is probably the only track on this entire fucking album that is close to anything off Eternity, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, sound wise, it's. Well, it's. I mean, for example, like, I mean, not even just because we're on tour with them right now, but uh, I remember I was watching a lot of things with Matt playing like certain things and I love Matt Schuldner yep well, <laughs> I mean yeah, he's so yeah. good Matt Schuldner that's awesome uh, high praise there that's for yeah he's fucking amazing guitar player and uh, just watching certain stretches that he did and especially when he could become friends with them and scope up and do jobs and do all that stuff uh, learning stuff from him so Conan's very much a song like that like when I think about that riff, I think like the opening riff to me is a complete riff off of it. <laughs> it totally is. I mean, it may not sound like that to anybody else, but to me, that's. It doesn't sound like me, but. To I'm... me, that's the sign of a good songwriter. Oh, yeah. You can put your spin on it. Sure. You know, it's not like Metallica wasn't ripping off fucking Misfits, but they, they did Diamond Head and all that stuff. Yeah, Diamond Head all Venom. That stuff. <laughs> they did it their own way and they created their own sound. Sure, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's funny because when I think about it, there's two songs in our lifetime that I heard Gabe say, why the fuck did I write this drum part? <laughs> it was, was that one of them? Seventh Circle off of the fucking, the first record of Trinity and then this one. Because it's just <laughs> fucking, it doesn't stop. But, it's, but it is one of my favorite ones to play live now, now that I've played it a thousand times. And we have Draconian is? Yeah. We have that one in the set. Fucking Pretty much, we're playing the first seven songs off the record. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, track five, Last Born. I wish I had more time to sit with the drums on that one. I've really... Yeah, the whole middle section of that song I'm not happy with. I wish I went back and re-recorded it. But overall, I the song a lot. That was one of the ones that we like wrote with only a couple days. Huh? Well, what's funny about that, yeah, what's funny about that is I think that song, and we'll get into it later, but, because I know, uh, there's something <laughs> Dawning like, of Wrathful Deities. Yeah. We wrote that one in a day. Well, Gabe had learned the whole, like, um, programming drums. Programming drums, so we were able to kind of sit at home and listen to something. Nice. And that was our first time, that's another big first, I think, on this record, that it helped make Conquering your first such a killer song for us is we learned a whole new songwriting approach being able to sit with a computer program and kind of throw the riffs around like record the riffs in the computer and then chop them up and nice change them around how we see fit as a complete song we would go in and like instead of like fucking killing years of practice and fatigued and something that sounded good one minute and the next day you go in and you're like what the fuck did we write (laughs) And it was nice to be able to kind of sit back, and even like with Conquering, like be able to sit back and listen to it. As a listener. And you're like, okay, that sounds good. And you're not fooling yourself by being in the room just listening to heavy-ass guitars and thick-ass drums. Right, you've got the actual... Yeah, you got the sonics like coming at you through a speaker, and you can really judge it from an outsider view of it. Nice. This album, and that particular song for sure, Gabe took that song, and I remember going in the studio... 
Yeah. Well, we had what? We had two songs written. I think we have Flesh of the Sun and Hunted to Extinction. Yes, right? we had been playing Flesh of the Sun for a and while. And then we set studio days. So yeah. we're like, all right, well, now we have four Eight months songs. to write six songs. How are we going to do this? Yeah. So that's it when we started fast. doing the computer thing. And then we were like, it was down to the wire. It was like the day before or two days before we were going to start recording guitar. And we still had two songs to write. So we just you know, took what risks we had and that became, I think, track seven, Dawning of Wrathful Deities, and last one. Yeah. It was like our first time, like him, like taking something himself. Really going, hey, what do you think about this? I kind of pasted this riff into this part, learning it on the fly as we're recording the album. Which nice. Basically, what I did, you know, even with, you know, like I said, we're going to tell song later, but um, yeah. I mean, it was a first for us as far as that's concerned. Like, and I, the last thing I want to say about that song is that song for me kind of established what we wanted to do with the album. Right. Because I think the one big thing about Imperium, you know, well, Jeremy said Metallica a lot. No, it's totally so, cool. Um, well, I don't consider them a thrash band. So if no, I'm not thrash band. I, I don't consider them thrash. But I mean... Just, just I like clear that the, when you listen to Injustice for All, it sounds like Injustice for All. When you listen to Master of Puppets, oh, yeah. Master of Puppets. And I wanted the album to kind of have that... Continuity? Yeah, it, like all the notes sound like this riff could have been in this song. Or this I got you. That. You know, like it sounds like one big body of work instead of just like... A mess of shit. Messes all over the five. So yeah, that's like for sure. No, it's, that's great. Uh, track six, Flesh of the Sun. First, well, I guess technically this is the first one. That was the first one we Actually, finished, yes. and we first one we played live from it. And we wrote this one before we even had the idea to bring backing tracks and orchestral stuff into it. It's always uh, something we wanted to do. Like we always loved like to make Oh yeah, there's so many. Gabe and I both are like massive dinner fans. That last track was really good. Monty at the time when you know obviously Monty's the man, he's like, well, hey, we can. What if we get my buddy Mark to do the the background stuff? I mean, it's just not something we, you know, it was a matter of doing it. Like, okay, now how do we do this live? Right? How do you put it on? You know, and I think it helps even to this day that like even with Conquering, like we don't write the songs around the fucking. So that the fucking if we don't have one of those things live, like there was a couple, there was a night, two nights on this tour where we can play with it. It doesn't hinder the band as far as our sound. You know what I mean? Like, it's just an extra look, little, little touch extra, over. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Another layer. Yeah, it's just a nice layer to the cake. I mean, obviously we always want to have it, but you know, if it's not there, it's just gonna be fucking death. <laughs> I, that's actually one of my favorite tracks on the record. I love that record. I don't know why. I just well, we were, it was, we were super proud of it. I mean, I remember looking at old videos of us in Denver playing with our old vocalist, Taylor, and uh, just thinking out the progression of that. You know, I'll, just, just so it was been around for a while. Man. Yeah, that one, we finished writing that song pretty soon after trying to make it yeah, and the nice thing about Flesh too is I think I think Gabe said it in our practice. He goes, "Well, everything's got to be as good as this." Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was true. The bar. We, we kind of had like we set the bar with it because it, really with Flesh, Flesh was like 
don't know. I mean, Flesh is really the first song where we had the ears like that, though. Like, it was like, the opening's doing this, and it goes into this Dude, it's part. amazing to listen to on fucking head. I've got a really nice set of Bose headphones that I listen to my death metal shit on. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a songwriting achievement, I think, for us, for sure. I, it's, I think it's amazing stay in the same. It's so good. Uh, track seven, uh, Dawning the uh, Wrathful Deities. <laughs> Demo Borg gear. Demo <laughs> all the way, baby. Uh, yeah. Um, Demo very inspired that song. Uh, I, the only thing I can really say about that song, I mean, I, hopefully we get to add it to the set at some point. Um, but, um, <laughs> it's just uh, from a guitar player standpoint it was like so organic you know I mean, it was just like when it it just everything kind of flowed and right I remember I remember trying like the uh, the, the little part of like we used He's in another song right? the part that's kind of more jury or something yeah, yeah. Like a little tapping thing that we'd never done. It was so spacey. Like, it was so like there was this room for him, you know. And I just remember that song coming together really quickly. Like as far as like we were kind of stuck on the middle part, and then that's when Gabe went home and he was like, "Well, what if you just play this as many times?" Ended up working. So hopefully, you know, at some point on the next tour, something, something that we can add to the set because I think it's a fun, killer song. So, now, have you all? Did you all ever play that one? It's our, it's our. Diversity. We practice that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. we never, we've never played it live at all. We never played the last song either. Yeah. Seething Rod, track eight. You've never known. No. Um, I think this song kind of just envelops and wraps up the entire album. Um, one of the riffs in it we took from our very first album or demo, Descent into the Conqueror. So the title track from that the main riff of that song and put it back in this song. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know what else to really say about that one. I mean, it's a great way to close the record out, I think. Yeah, it's just one of those songs I don't really ever I think that one's a little more political lyrically. Yeah. Monty's lyrics. Yeah, I mean, Seething, I mean, even to, we, Seething might be one of the other first ones that we played live. We oh, okay. Really touched it in most sense. But you all have played that. Yes, we have. Like we've attempted. Uh, not on a tour. We played it a couple times at home. Like when we first started, we first had it like somewhere right. together. before the orchestra stuff behind it. So that's Imperium with the Kennedyville. We just did the track by track there. So real quick about that record, some stuff I've got for you if you don't care, just real quick. Artwork. Robert Cook. Um, it's interesting. I like the artwork for that. I think it's it's bizarre as hell. Yeah, we wanted to it's do like something a little Stanley more... Kubrick or something. It's we wanted it to be hand-drawn. Uh, Trinity, as much as we all love the artwork on that, uh, I wanted something that wasn't digital for the next record. Um, and I think Monty kind of had the idea of like the end of time, and then we just kind of gave the idea over to Robert... And it's who are they? Thanatos and Kong. Kronos? Kronos being killed. Yeah, so it's basically Thanos. Act, like actually killing time itself. Yeah. Other than, you know, some 
sort of metaphor for like, death and time straight mythology. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we, we gave him the idea, and we kind of have like a color scheme. I mean, the what you see. Like, the printed version is not exactly not, how it was supposed yeah. to look. It wasn't supposed to be gold and yellow looking. It was it was basically like pencil. Yeah. It was like a gray color that it was supposed to come out as. It looked even better like the original version when it was going to come out. I just bought the vinyl and I fucking think it's the coolest thing in the world to look at. Like, no, I'm no, like, I, I, I don't I, even have a yeah. fucking record list. If I'm buying your vinyl, I'm way yeah. fanboying on it because I just it's fucking cool. No, I love the way it looks and everything. It's just, you know, like when you have the initial idea. I'm sure, I'm sure. Of yeah. ourselves at that time, you're like, you, you put all this work into it. Right. It's still the same album cover. It's just the tint of the yellow and stuff like that. Didn't come out the right, right. I got yeah. you. Um, and then, uh, what else you guys want to, we've got, you guys have going on you want to talk about? Go, you're in this tour. Go see them. They're fucking awesome, but. Uh, yeah, just this tour right now. We just put out Conquering the Accursed. You can get it at Bandcamp. It's up on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can listen to streaming music. Um, We're just trying to get on right now until we hopefully pick up and you know, get ourselves on the label and go from there. So, go to I Big mean, Cartel and buy a shirt. Like yeah. Blue Lip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, as of right now, I mean, hopefully, you know, I think maybe the idea is to go back home and maybe plan some short runs for ourselves. Nice. Keep ourselves busy, but finish a few more songs. Yeah, we have some songs to get out there, so, well, and, you know, it's just tough, today's market, it's like, do you release a full fucking album, or do you, you know? That's like, I remember, uh, Down did all those EPs. Yeah. And, like, stuff, you know, so they disbanded or whatever. It was and that like, was, like I said, that was the initial idea, we wanted to release, just the four songs, you know, and you know, Cryptopsy did that too. Yeah. I guess they did those two EPs or whatever. Yeah. So it's just it's tough in today's market. You know? and I think until people really start showing that they're buying albums, I mean, it doesn't make more sense to release singles that release. I get it. That go together as an album at some point, so you can keep yourself on the road and keep yourself busy. Or is it better to create? Is it better to create an album? And, I'm the asshole that still buys CDs and vinyl. Hey, I, <laughs> I don't do the I don't do the streaming stuff. It's because we stream what I'm doing right now, but I'm I don't. I just way. don't. I'm the same way. I wish people had the uh, same experiences. I mean, I think there's still people that do. Obviously, it wouldn't but exist. But enough. right, you're damn right. There's I mean, not. It doesn't make enough sense. I mean, you know, obviously the metal communities out there are like, well, we want this, this, and this. So it's like, we buy a fucking record. You know what I mean? Like, there's not enough metal people even doing what they're asking for. It no. makes sense for metal bands, you know what I mean? Totally so, agree with you. You know, if you're going to stay out on the road and promote yourself, it, it's almost forcing yourself to go into a single smoking to where you're eventually building up to whatever the Here's album. Here's the album, right? You know, I mean, because, I mean, the problem is with, like, a lot of death metal bands and stuff like that is we don't have enough actual backing behind us to sit there. There is no machine behind us. You know what I mean? So no. it's like... You know, you're at the whim of yourself, I guess. You know, kind of, you, you got to somehow keep yourself busy. You know? Right. We don't have like a big team working for us. To, right. You, know, you just like, got to keep it going. Keep here. ourselves going. So, I mean, right. Like, that might be the only way to do it. But I, I certainly want to do another record. Or, so. One of the things I was going to ask you guys real quick, and we'll wrap it up, but... I'm a huge horror fan. It's a big thing we do on the podcast. Are you guys horror fans at all? 
I am. Yes. Gabe, you got to talk horror with me for a second. All right. Um, I'm about to get these guys on stage. I'm fucking fuck up there before time, and I apologize. <laughs> uh, first horror movie you saw that you were like, oh yeah, when you were a kid. Um, I think probably the first ones were like the Scream movies when I was in. I don't know, third or fourth grade or something. Like my parents would never let me watch movies like that, or even like TV shows like Beavis and Butthead or stuff like that. <laughs> but um, a friend at school, like we do, like have sleepovers and everything. We'd go over there, and his parents didn't care as much. So we'd watch like scary movies over there and everything. Do you still like the Scream stuff? I don't think I've seen them since I was in elementary. They're doing school. a ca- my co-host and I are going to this horror convention our, our friend runs, and they've got the whole cast there, yeah, which is just crazy. Like the they're all there. Movies. Oh, did, yeah, so Dead good. Alive, yeah. Oh yeah, Dead Alive. I like the cheese ones. Oh, it's I'm a big uh, any slasher. Like I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Maniac. That's like one of yeah, my. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. Did they showed that theatrically where we lived down in Florida last year? I was like, oh my god! And these fucking people walking. It's like it's just too much. It's like it's because this is a fucking oh, no, horror. Movie. CGI, right? that was just no, it's you know Savini did all the makeup in. It's fucking brutal. And, I think yeah. the closest I ever got is a kid. No, it's fun. I love that movie. Oh yeah, I like Evil Dead. Oh yeah, it's Evil Dead too. I had never watched the new one or newest one. It's not new now. You know yeah, the the re- that movie's fucking brutal, man. Yeah. I watched it the other night. I was like, Jesus Christ, because I'm I'm real stuck in like the Hammer horror shit yeah. and 60s, 70s, 80s shit because that's what I grew up with. <laughs> Dude, I love that stuff. You know, in the Friday Thirteenth stuff, I could watch every fucking day. I love all that shit. And of course, that's a fucking mess. If you've not heard about the Victor Miller prick is. That, that wrote like the original story. He's trying to get more. It's like, dude, you took a ten thousand dollar payment for it. Like, you kind of fucked up. Yeah. But the guy wrote for like Young and the Restless for like thirty years. It's like, why are you trying to? Because like they can't make any movies. That video game's fucked now. Because I used to play a video game all the time. There's no fucking new shit for it. Because they're all scared they're going to get fucking sued. Yeah. And he's fucking every all the fucking all that up. But yeah, I'm, I, I, I just got the new Friday the Thirteenth video game and he's been enjoying it. Did you get it on the? Did they finally put it on the Switch? Um, I think it. It is on the Switch. I think you got it on PlayStation. Nice. Well, yeah, there's no new content for it because they're scared to do anything with yeah. it because of the damn... It, that game's fun. Have you played it? I haven't played it's it. It's so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's more fun to play as a counselor, Anthony, than it is to me to play as Jason because it's like... And I'd rather run from him. It's just yeah. like... But yeah, it's pretty sweet. Guys, thank you for doing this. It's fucking yeah, amazing. Thank you. Thank I can't you thank so you much. enough for this. And just... Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, we got you in here, too. Yeah. Uh, real quick before I let you... You guys do a couple of media plugs for me if you don't care. Just do it together. Your name and your band, and you're listening to the Phantasm podcast. If you don't care, you can do it one at a time. It's fine. This is the Kennedy Bell. You're listening to the Phantasm podcast. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I appreciate y'all taking the time to do that with me. That's fucking awesome, man.
This is Dr. Vincent Bless, medical doctor from the Phantasm Podcast. Prepare yourselves for godless reasons. 